0: Welcome back to another episode of
1: Create a New Tomorrow. I'm your host, Ari Gronich. Remember to like, subscribe, rate, review, comment below so that we can start conversations that create a new tomorrow today. I've got with me Matt Javitt, and he is an amazing person, five-time International Sales Award winner, host of uh, Amazon Prime video show, World Barbershop Adventures, author of Police, A Brotherhood in uh, Uniform Around the World. He's a culture ambassador. Matt, why don't you tell a little bit more about your story and how you got to this place of, uh, you know, being such a su- success with uh, large multinational as well as starting your own companies.
0: Yeah, thank you. Uh, I guess in that summary, uh, you, there's a lot of dreaming going on there and, and living out my dreams. Um, Started off with a humble beginning. My parents um, got pregnant at an early age, and so my dad had to join the Navy at age seventeen, and um, which started uh, our, my journey around the U.S. as, as a Navy brat. I'll get my master's degree down in Texas while I coach basketball at a junior college, and um, and then started a, a small company, which brought me back to Indianapolis because Indianapolis was the favorite place for my parents. So when my dad retired from the Navy, they came back to India. And it just made sense for me to get back close to my family and running this, this company with my brother, uh, bartending at night, hustling during the day. And uh, and that led into uh, my wife walking in the door one day uh, as I was bartending. I fell in love instantly. Her not so much, but I convinced her that this was a good idea. And we uh, got engaged eight months later, got married eight months after that. Uh, just celebrated 15 years, so uh, I keep telling her it was the it was the right call at the, at that time. And then uh, her her father uh, helped me make sense that it wasn't a great idea for me to bar- be a bartender and start uh, my my marriage with my wife, which led me into the mortgage industry. Had a great run in the uh, in the mortgage industry before the recession hit, and then that changed everything. And uh, thank God I was recruited by a technology company to come in and uh, start sales in the technology. A world which I knew nothing about, struggled my tail off for two years, but outworked the competition and just just really worked hard to understand it better and, and get and improve my skills. And then um, then hit a, hit a hit a hot streak, which led into me winning five international sales awards, uh, working for this amazing global company, based out of France. And the coolest thing about working for an international company is when they do their sales incentive awards for the sales folks they take us to amazing places. And in this case, we had a chance to go to Istanbul, Turkey, um, Goa, India, Chiang Mai, Thailand, Cape Town, South Africa. And one year they came to Miami, Florida. And on all those trips, when they would take the top 40 sales professionals, uh, we could also bring our our wives and our spouses. So uh, Nikki went along with me. Uh, February of 2017, single backpack apiece. We left uh, for a a one-way ticket to Santiago, Chile. And spent twenty-seven months traveling to thirty-five countries around the world, and uh, really just lived out uh, that dream, and just had an amazing time doing it. And, uh, it was it was such a blast.
1: Wow, <clears throat> that is uh, that's quite an adventurous uh, you know adventurous story. Uh, you know, a lot of people are doing that nomadic traveling these days, and it's interesting to me because I believe that the only way to get out of our own heads and our own mindsets is to go see what the heads and mindsets are of other people and to explore their culture and and so on. So that's always been an interesting thing to me everywhere I've ever gone. You know, the attempt has been to not blend in, but ask a lot of questions about who they are and why they are the way they are. So tell me, what was your most fascinating place on this adventure?
0: Well, it's, it's uh, there's a wide range because um, you look at a place like India where we spent two and a half months. Um, we were lucky enough to do it. I, I had a strong Indian friend base before we left. So I had a chance to reach out and say, hey, guys, I'm going to be in your country for, for two and a half months. Are there any places... Or, or friends or people I should see. And they began inviting us to to uh, stay with their friends and family. Uh, we attended three weddings. We we're actually kind of in three weddings. Um, so we had a chance to really dive deep into that culture um, because we were, were living in the homes, a lot of quiet time, just um, talking and, and hanging out with people. So India it was uh, an amazing adventure and anybody that's ever been to India, in, in, to India understands that it's different. It's so much different than America. Um, so it's, uh, it really opens up every, all your senses, um, to, to be driving down the road. I was on the back of the motorcycle on one, one situation with my buddy. And, um, he just says, Hey Matt, do you, you want to get fish for dinner? I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. So he just pulls off and there's a guy, um, clubbing fresh fish that they just caught from a lake, skinning them and cutting them up, put them in a, in a bag for you to take home. And that's, that was dinner for the night. So things like that, where it's sensory overload on a regular basis, and you're really just getting to, to have a chance to to just see things differently and, and um, um, just understand their culture a, a bit differently.
1: Yeah. I mean, you, you can't take the car with you. You can't take the house with you. You can't take any of those items with you, but you can take your memories with you and your experience. And, uh, you know, it, we, we've gotten as a culture away from traveling because we've decided to create a lifestyle that is 40 to 80 hours a week of working and both partners working typically. Um, So there's no time in that scenario for these journeys and trips. And I think uh, the U.S. is on average two weeks a year of vacation yeah. While the rest of the world is more like a month to two months, a year of vacation time. And yeah. so how is it that we get Americans to start traveling again? And uh, I know it's weird to say it in this particular time period where everything is shut down. Yeah. but uh, you know, how do we get people exploring other people's cultures in a way that, moves our culture forward as well. So, you know, um, I remember hearing a story about somebody who went to another culture. So he went to, uh, to France and was expecting the French to speak English and was really upset that, that they weren't speaking English to him and that they didn't like him because he was expecting them to speak English to them. And I, I found it interesting to, you know, I think that that's probably happens quite a lot that we want them, them, the others, the people, and the other places that <clears throat> should only exist for our benefit, to um, to uh, to conform to the way that we are, rather than looking at and appreciating and understanding that that culture and finding the beauty in in other people's cultures is that something that oh we
0: we saw it brother yeah it's uh one of the most annoying things you can see on travel and it's it's for those people that think that way it's like why even why go there if you want the same thing you're experiencing at home why even go introduce yourself to another culture if you're gonna if you're gonna um, require people to act like they do in Des Moines, Iowa, or wherever you're from. Um, you you want to become and understand that you go to a Greek dinner. Yeah, they're not going to clear the plates off for three hours, and you're going to sit there with dirty plates on your table uh, while you have a long conversation over coffee. You know what I mean? And that's the coolest thing about it is you get to see like, wow, they're they're in no rush to kick us out here. Where in America they're trying to flip the table to have somebody else sit in. They're okay. With only having certain amount of people in this, this in this um, restaurant at night, and they're not trying to get people in and out because they want you to enjoy the dinner and have a long conversation.
1: Yeah. So, what do you think of tourist zones versus the the places that the locals, you know, go? I mean, if, if, everywhere I go, anytime I've ever been anywhere, my first thing is I do not want to be where the tourists go, I want to be where the locals go. And so I seek out specifically somebody who can take me to a local joint or a local place so that I can experience that local culture. But a lot of, uh, of Americans, you know, I, I call it the McDonald's tour because we go from uh, a McDonald's in France to a McDonald's in Europe to a McDonald's in Israel, you know, like, like how many uh, different ways can we experience the McDonald's? Right. And, uh, and we do that with more than just, uh, you know, we'll go to the Hilton. Well, there's a lot of local kind of hotels that are completely different than say a Hilton. And I'm not, you know, it could be any, of the major chains, but we tend to go to the places that we know in our mm-hmm. minds. How do you think we can, we can, you know, inspire people to experience more of the local kinds of experiences rather than the tourist experiences that we've kind of set up?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the, the first thing is the fear. Um, Cause that was the biggest thing people would ask us as we, we were making this trip. Are, are you safe? Is everything okay? And it's like, man, look in the mirror a little bit. How safe is your city? How safe is Chicago? You know what I mean? How, how safe is St. Louis? How safe is New York? So um, that safety barrier is always the thing that um, keeps them on resorts and keeps people in those, in those four walls wherever they are in, in the, the foreign country. And for me, it's like, you can get, get through that and not listen to what all the media is trying to tell you, because mostly what, what we hear from the media is when something bad happens, a tsunami hits an island, uh, um, there's some sort of revolt against the government. So we're only hearing like the negative stuff around the world that happens that uh, mainstream media wants to put out there because it'll get the clicks and abuse um, that all negative news gets. And so if you if you can like climb through all that and, and try to find um, the truth in, in what's going on in these places around the world, you're going to see a lot of beauty and a lot of amazing things happening um, outside of those resorts. And uh, one of the coolest things that happened to me recently was one of my buddies that watched our journey uh, from afar online. Um, he listened to the advice that I would give about getting out of the resorts and spending time with the locals. And he said uh, they recently went to Jamaica and he said, Matt, we had an awesome trip down there. Um, we, spent, we spent almost two weeks down there. He said, but our favorite day by far, is when we left the resort, went to a local town and hung out with the locals, ate at the local restaurants. He said, we came back with a bunch of phone numbers and uh, they're they're still texting us. And it was the, by far the best day. He said, thank you so much for that advice because it's gonna change the the way that we travel now going forward. And it's things like that that are like, yeah, if you get, you you can see a beach coastline anywhere around the world. And you wouldn't know if you were in Thailand if you were in the Philippines, if you were in Peru, if you just saw the waves coming in at a, at a gorgeous uh, Hilton resort, like you're describing, you wouldn't know where you were. But it's when you get out of that place and you go walk around the town and you meet the locals and you you shop at their markets, you see the things that they're they're eating on a regular basis, how they barter, uh, the idea that America doesn't barter for everything, anything. And these places everywhere, everywhere else barters. So just that conversation of bartering, um, if they say it's a dollar, say it's I'll give you eighty cents, and just go through that process. Uh, you're going to learn so much about these places, and, and and really just fall in love with them even more than just sitting in a hotel or or just drinking.
1: Cool, yeah. Um, you know, part of me thinks that racism is not just ignorant of people, but it's a lack of understanding of, uh, of other, any kind of other, right? Whether that's an other culture, another language, another colored, you know, color of a person. And it's based solely on fear versus knowledge. Because if you get to know somebody or know about their culture, it's really difficult. I've found to dislike those people um, now you've been in place where, you know, like Turkey, where um, there is in that Middle Eastern zone a lot of conflict, and um, the conflict that we hear about was not my experience when I was in Israel, for for instance, or I went to Jordan and Lebanon. Um, I didn't experience the same kind of difference that we see on. The news. I don't know if you went there. I know you went to Turkey, but any, any chance that the differences between the people are not as great as the governments and the agendas and the media want
0: you to think? Absolutely. I think, I think racism is just lack of exposure. Um, and we, we saw and had conversations about racism all around the world, and it was when we were in, in Chile, they hated the Peruvians and Argentinians. Then we were in Peru, they hated the Colombians, and it's in uh, the Chileans. And then, and then you're in um, South Africa as a white guy at the grocery store, um, the 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 black app, the black checkout lady is is looking at us a different way until we speak, and then they understand we're American. They're like, "Whoa, you're not the same white guy that's usually here." So they're nicer. Um, we experienced it everywhere, and it's one of those things where, if you don't have exposure to a lot of the people in your, the frame of reference is one or two people. You're going to think about those one or two people, and that's why it was so important for me wherever we went was to be the the smiling nicest guy in the room, um, because I wanted, I, I never knew if I was going to be the last white American that they met.
1: That's awesome. Thank you so much for being here. If you could leave everybody with, with one thought, one final thought that is uh, what you'd like, you know, all of these experiences that you've culminated together, you know, one thought that you'd like the, the, the audience members to get, what would that one thought be?
0: I would say that uh, it's okay to want to live out your dreams. And, um, it's okay to dream big and then want to, uh, to, to work through it and make it happen before we took this big adventure, there was no way I could live this out. I've made every excuse in my mind why it just wasn't for me. And then finally it clicked to say like, Hey, I can do this too. And, um, I'm sure there's, there's a listener out there that's saying they've been dreaming about this for a while and thinking it's not, it's, it's not possible for them, but I promise you, you can do it. Um we did it. And uh, now I've got other dreams that I'm working on, and it's possible for you to to do it as well.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. I know that the audience members have gotten a lot from this, and uh, this is your host, Ari Gronich with another episode of Create a New Tomorrow. Remember to like, subscribe, rate, review, comment below so that we can start conversations that change the world, create a new tomorrow today and activate our vision for a better world. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate it.
0: And we're...